3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.
5: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on Vsin, the sports betting network.
6: Well, if you're starting a new show at Vsin, the sports betting network and you call it Sharp Money, there is one man you have to ha- have on. He's the Hall of Famer from behind the sports book there at the South Point. Vinnie Maliulo, been in Vegas for 60-plus years, been working in the industry for 70-plus years. But before we get started with the smart conversation about sports betting, Dustin Sweetelson, the producer of this program, and I owe Vinnie our lives because Vinnie Maliulo is the one responsible for bringing us over to VSEN. And they've been dealing with us ever since. So thank you for that, Vinny, and we say hi to you.
7: That's right. And I'm still on probation uh, as a result of that recruitment uh, ever since. No, I got to tell you, um, first of all, great to be with you guys. And I say this great to have you. uh, You know, in all sincerity, this is what I consider to be a true superfecta. I mean, we've got you, Patrick, got Amal, who I've worked with uh, at the network now since its uh, inception. And then, of course, uh, the other two uh, entries uh, to round out the uh, the uh, super effective payout, uh, Dustin and Kevin. So you guys are doing a great job. It's a uh, part of the new lineup here at Visa, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to our spots together.
5: It's good to see you again, my friend. Him and I did a daily show together for three years with, of course, the legend Brent Musburger. They had two legends and a guy being me, so it was it was always <laughs> a lot of fun to work with those guys. And Amal, no, was, and Amal was as shy then <laughs> as he is now. Well, listen, it takes time for you to come out of your shell. You know, I'm trying <laughs> try to become a little bit more of an extrovert.
6: It's, Im- it's impossible, and I mean this, in a city like Vegas, uh, to keep your wits about you and be as sophisticated and as gentlemanly as Vinnie oh. Maliulo. I'm going to embarrass you for a second. You know I oh, love you, Lord. and I appreciate you. And when we started the show... It was very important for you to come on to me and Dustin both, so thank you for doing this. I appreciate it.
7: Now You guys were here for uh, the first year of uh, V-CIN's broadcasting back in uh, uh, 2017, and you Correct. guys were here with Steve Torrey, uh, covering the first four days of the NCAA tournament, and you did a great job, and I remember going to Brian Musburger at the time and saying, listen, <laughs> these guys, we got we got to figure out a way, so uh, I'm sure the folks over at uh, Mad Dog Radio right now are going, damn it, Malula, what the hell?
6: Well, no, no, no. <laughs> well, the well the truth is, Musburger was like, yeah, we'll take the Patrick guy, but at that time, Dustin was really uh, talking about pornography a lot, so they didn't want him at the time. Don't, don't. That's why I. That's how I. That's when I got involved. <laughs> <laughs> the the as we as we get started with the conversation, the NBA. I, look, can you talk about as far as handle. Yeah. Has there been a decrease with the persistent conversation about load management? Amal talks about looking at the injury mm-hmm. reports incessantly. Have you noticed a decrease in NBA betting there at the South Point?
7: Yeah, frankly, uh, guys, it's it's a, it's a, a, a great question. It's an, an important topic, frankly, because it, it is true. There's an element of truth to it. Now, let me let me explain. Prior to the Super Bowl. Uh, we did see uh, where college basketball, and of course, there's a lot more games in college basketball. We know that, but you could always see the percentage. And the NBA was extremely popular uh, prior to the last couple of years, with you know, before load management became such a big. I mean, it, this year I've, I've never seen it, you know, uh, as as uh, uh, predominant as it is. And folks, look. They, they get frustrated because we hear all the time, you know, hey, when I made this bet, I didn't know so-and-so wasn't in Or I mean, it's buy, it's the ultimate buyer beware. Now, since the Super Bowl, we did see an uptick. Why? Because of that daily craving, right, that daily uh, desire for activity. And I think a lot of folks felt, frankly, in talking to bettors, and, and, and by the way, for operators out there, talk to your customers, talk to your Patrons talk to betters, get their opinion on what they're thinking about uh, what's happening in 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 the respective leagues and, and, and in college ball. But you you hear you know they were frustrated with the fact that this was, was happening, that it's still happening now post Super Bowl because I think they felt uh, that we we saw an uptick because I think people kind of thought that maybe now that there, there are teams jockey, right? There are teams that really you talk about, we talk about the bubble in the NCAA tournament. There are yeah. teams on the bubble for the NBA playoffs, which have been expanded in recent years. So all that said, uh, people are frustrated. Uh, you see games particularly, I and mean, we don't do the overnight. We stopped doing overnights because, oh, really? of, because yeah. of this. I mean, hmm. you see a game on an overnight that opens, you know, one team opens as a four-point favorite, and by the time the game tips off the next day, they're a two- or three-point dog. You know that's that, you know people want to know who's in games and we realize injuries occur and everything like that. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been frustrating. I uh, I think when we get to the playoffs, obviously it's uh, it's going to be all hands on deck for uh, teams to uh, to move forward. But I I've always felt this way. I want to know who's playing, and I want
5: you folks on the other side of the counter to know who's playing as well. Yeah, I think Vinny brings up a great point. I think that's what's made the NBA a lot tougher now, Patrick, because I used to be an avid be- NBA better uh, 15, 20 years ago. Not necessarily a particularly big fan of the league for a long time, but it, from a betting standpoint, it's really changed the dynamic. And every single person we had, Zach Harper on, Vinny referenced it just now. Whenever we talk about the Los Angeles Clippers, the first thing you say is, where is the lineup? Yeah. What's the situation? Who's in? And you know, you don't want to be doing that nonstop when you're looking at making wagers Especially look at a game, you assume or project that so and so is going to be in the lineup. So I think something to pay very close attention to. Mm -hmm. Vinny, we saw the Vegas Golden Knights, obviously, brought a lot of interest in hockey here. How's the hockey handle been so far this year? Because I'll tell you, I can't remember, Patrick, we talked about it last night briefly. The Vegas Golden Knights were a home dog against Carolina to get the win. I mean, you look at Vegas and you see the numbers skewed because of the fact that you Not get often, so much.
6: You don't see it. You're no, 100% exact... right. You're yeah. paying
5: a tax. You're paying a tax. No, great, great
7: point, guys. And again, we go back to that first year where they were uh, they were the sentimental betting uh, uh, favorites, uh, by, particularly by the locals. Um, hockey handle on the upswing, again, uh, particularly in the West because of how wide open the West is. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Knights have definitely added to hockey handle. We always see an increase, guys, too, when we get to the playoffs. Well, now where every game really is, you know, uh, it, it impacts the standings, especially right. in the Western Conference, um, and it means a lot. Folks are following it a lot more, paying closer attention to it. Credit the N- N- NHL, too, for an expanded uh, TV package, right, you know, when where this year where there's many more games on TV and getting uh, a more national exposure um, and, and, again, the Knights, uh, the Knights drive that as well. But we also get now folks – and, again, hey, listen, v educated a lot of people, too. And in terms of pricing, and in that first year especially, Amal, we used to talk about this with Brent Musburger. It was – one of the, there were two great chants uh, at, at T-Mobile Arena. Go Knights go and, you know, uh, empty net. You know, puck line, <laughs> cover the puck line. I mean, it was – you couldn't yeah. get enough of it. <laughs> but now folks have gotten – uh, much wiser yeah. and again we're I'm, I'm fine with that if people are more educated uh, it's only going to increase business so hockey handle continues to grow and when we get to the hockey playoffs I think we'll see even uh, uh, even a stronger increase uh, that we uh, than we've uh, typically seen in recent years yeah Patrick you and I I know we're both excited about the NHL postseason <laughs>
5: the best it is
6: the be- it's, it's beyond the best it's like there, there's nothing that compares to it by the way Dustin, our sharp friend, Jason Shapiro, checking in. Thank you, Amal, for Troy. So it looks like you're making some friends' money here, Amal Shaw.
5: Let me put it to you this way. Hopefully, you don't have an ulcer because if you did watching that, if you didn't before watching that game, you did afterwards. They hit four free throws down the stretch. And I got to give the Arkansas State credit. I was watching the game here. And he says to the player, he goes, Hey, lean in, try and draw a foul. We're down four. I, I at least I never seen other coaches say that. I thought at least even though they've had a terrible year, at least the coach is aware of time scoring situation, unlike so many other times where teams don't appear to be. So now well, I the, know the, the good source, news is And now I know the source that, of Detroit's steam. <laughs>
7: Here it is, right here. At the <laughs> not, uh, not that we at at need to inflate in his ego, but
6: you're getting you're getting uh, lauded all over the place, and we appreciate you, Mal <laughs> Shaw, for making money. By the way, Jason Shapiro, a very sharp bettor, he likes both Arizona and Arizona State tonight. Can we get to those numbers mm-hmm. if you don't mind here, Vinny? Vin, we got sure. Arizona at USC.
7: Where'd you open? I've got Arizona on the road, Lane two. Yep, uh, they took the uh, they took the home dog here. We used uh, two and a half on the opener, guys, and uh, now we've seen USC money. Not, not really a shock here, uh, you know, particularly with, uh, you know, how Arizona's really uh, – here's where Arizona's Achilles' heel is, and we saw it against Arizona State uh, last weekend, the, def- uh, uh, the, the glass. Uh, you know, giving up too many second, uh, second and third chance opportunities to their opponents. Tough uh, tough environment here. USC is a, is a difficult out. I mean, they'll be, uh, they'll be up for this game because they're playing for not only seeding but uh, hopefully to, uh, to get in. And uh, this would be a quality win for them. So I think that's the mindset of the betters here. They took the two and a half, and we set it two uh, on this one. And uh, the total in the game, 155, has not moved.
5: You know, I want to go to the game that Mr. Shapiro referenced in terms of the USC, excuse me, UCLA-ASU game at Pauly tonight. Uh, I, I tell you what, Arizona State needs this game if they can pull out the outright upset. Oh. But I think they're going to be competitive. Yep. If you go back to the game that was uh, earlier at Desert Financial in Tempe earlier this year, ASU had an opportunity to win that game and then just kind of – just absolutely disappear in the final five, six minutes of the game. Bruins win that game by a large margin. Not really indicative of the game there, guys. And this is one where – I don't know, Benny, anywhere you had the opener at, but yeah. to me, I, I'm not at all surprised that money's coming in on ASU.
7: No, it's a great point, uh, you, Amal. And, and Patrick, uh, I'm glad you brought up this game because there are two times of the year, especially, guys, uh, where, where we at, at see it, and particularly by professionals, right, where points, especially in college basketball, are at a premium. It's the beginning of the season, that first month where a lot of uh, a, a lot of casual fans will be betting, you know, brand. Uh, uh, brand teams, right? The Blue Bloods and things like that. But you also start seeing it here where teams are playing, right? They're desperate. They're, they need to get in. And Arizona State, they've got some quality wins. They need another quality win here. And uh, I, I think that's why we're seeing money coming in on the Sun Devils here. From 11.5 to tw- uh, 12, uh, now down to 11. And the total on the game, uh, 133, guys.
6: That's going to make Shapdog's day. Amal Shaw agreeing with My guy, Jason. Hey, Vinny, I have a question for you. Uh, I'm not quite done with you. Would you mind hanging around for another segment?
5: Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. For I'm all I'll stay with you. I appreciate it. And by the way, please one make note th- of that. That was for me. Not for Patrick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that we do know is you've
6: seen. It's one of the first faces you saw at the inception of the The sports betting network is Vinnie Maliulo. Since then, he's become a hall of famer oh, from okay. Bensonhurst to the hall of fame. Oh, How did he get there? We'll find out next. That's sharp money. It's VSEN, the sports betting network.
2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where...
3: and these stories are about how we got here both on and off the court and what's next listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
0: this is sharp money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN the Sports Betting Network
6: Okay, Veasan pros get the pro tools, and part of those pro tools are the betting splits. So pay attention, Malulo. This is important. You get the betting splits. They're updated every 10 minutes directly from DraftKings. Today's games and future events. Money and bets for every game. Where's it going? Find out with the betting splits over at Veasan.com. To become a pro, go Veasan.com/slash subscribe. Amal Shaw, the big guy. Dustin Sweetelson, of course. Vinny Malulo, the Hall of Famer from behind the sportsbook there. At the South Point, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money, Vinny's first appearance on the show. And I mentioned you're one of the first faces. You've been here since the inception. You started off Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. I think it's important for people to have a little feel. We don't have to get too extensive with this, but we talked to Scott Spreitzer about moving from Nebraska to Mm -hmm. Las Vegas to make a career in sports betting yesterday. How about you? When you decided to make the move from Brooklyn, New York to Las Vegas, what was the motivation? Money. <laughs> just like that's just it. Like, Full stop. Money. <laughs>
7: no, I have to tell you. So the the first time, you know, I mean, now we know Chris Andrews, my dear friend, uh, director here at the South Point, has written several books, and um, every time I go to write my book, Chrissy writes another book. But the good part is he keeps sticking <laughs> pictures of me in it, so I can you know keep keep waiting a little bit, and we can stretch this thing out. So. Uh, I'm 14 years old, and I come to visit my godfather one summer. I get, my parents came to me and said, uh, Listen, what would you like to do this summer? Go to basketball camp at St. John's, or you want to go visit your godfather in Las Vegas? I'm like, What are you kidding? Ma. Wow, mom! Las Vegas is like an eight to one favorite. She said, "Please stop. You, you know, n- none of that." I don't. Know. My mother. Then she brought out her rosary beads. I came out. <laughs> I came to. I came to uh, to Las Vegas that summer. I went to UNLV basketball camp, but I was just going around and just the whole vibe of the yeah. city. And uh, uh, my uncle at the time uh, was uh, was also good friends with South Point owner Michael gone, and I met Michael gone. And he sat down with us uh, one day uh, one evening for, at dinner and he started talking about the business and when he left the table we were down at the El Cortez which was owned uh, uh, by his father Jackie Gone, at the time and I was like man this is this is intriguing let's just watch and, and listen to what uh, he was saying and so he left the table and as he was leaving, I noticed he 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 uh, but it was a, a napkin on the floor, and he picked it up, and he put it on a bus tray, and he left out. And I told him, my uncle, I said, what about, what, this guy owns, owns the place. Doesn't somebody have to do that? He says, attention to detail. In every business, attention to detail. And then I used to go with my uncle everywhere and watch, and just it just intrigued me. Plus, coming from the environment that I grew up in, I mean, you have to remember, guys, a parochial education, yes, there's all the scholastics, but every fundraiser involved gambling. We had raffles. We had Vegas nights. Yes. I mean, Good let's point. face it. I mean, full disclosure. Bingo. I mean, like, I mean, like, listen. I was so-so in math, but I aced fundraisers. Trust me. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then you know, the uh, the New York papers, uh, the Daily News and the Post. There was always a reference to game. I mean, this there was. Uh, the horse racing references. I mean, you had Belmont and Aqueduct. You had Yonkers, and at the time, Roosevelt Raceway. So you had the uh, the uh, the thoroughbreds. You had uh, the standardbreds. Um, there was always a reference to the betting line. Runs for the week were posted, but in 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 Major League Baseball, and my uh, cousins and buddies and I, we would we would uh, have a, a runs for the week pool, and so um, it was just something that uh, that came pretty natural. And the fact that every New York team at that time, you know, back in the late '60s and early '70s. Uh, we're, we're, we're good. Just about, you know, we're, I mean, the Jets, the, you know, the Super Bowl three, the miracle Mets, uh, the Knicks were terrific. The Rangers had a good hockey team. So, and it was always a in and the boxing, you know, I mean, Ali Frazier one, uh, at the garden. So all those wow. things uh, combined, uh, just, uh, it was, it was the new math that, uh, young Vincent Maiolo understood.
5: I, lo-
6: I love
7: that.
5: Thank uh, you for
6: that, Vinny. I love, I'd love to hear the backstory. I think it's important to hear the
5: backstory, Amal. I love that. Yeah, you, you know, and Patrick, it's it's great that you do that because so many times people may not have heard Vinny before or what have you and to get insight on where it came from. want to switch gears a little bit. Go to College Hoops. Yeah. Uh, we're getting ready. You guys are going to be very, very busy now with March Madness coming. Tons of people kind of come out here for the weekend, the four days to enjoy themselves and obviously wager on games. But- You know, a lot of these teams, maybe some of the smaller teams people haven't seen. So tell us a little bit about how you guys come up with putting the power ratings together and you get the numbers out there so quickly. And once the tournament schedule is released. Yeah, great question. I mean, and and, and I have to tell you guys, you know,
7: you know, for for so long and we we refer to it as March Madness right in the middle of the month. But when you look at it and here's, you know, I'm holding up the betting sheet for those that um, uh, are just listening right now on the radio. It's here. It, with, with conference tournaments already here and the fact that there are multiple conference tournaments that t- will take place here in Las Vegas over the next couple of weeks, it's tremendous. And that has only added to it. You now take into consideration a couple of other factors. Um, this is a wide open tournament. Now, we've talked about this for a couple of years, right? But there's still in the last few years, there's been that dominant one or two teams, right? Right. Really, this year, it is as wide open as we've ever seen it, guys. I mean, I look at my, my top 30 teams, and again, I don't – you, Amal, you've heard me say this. Patrick's heard me say it as well. Forget about the polls. With all due respect to the pollsters, polls don't determine Prices. Prices. Forget <laughs> it. Okay, it's about the power ratings. And when you look at, in, in my case, you know, uh, you know, and I've got Houston uh, at the top of the uh, uh, power rating uh, pyramid right now. When you go from Houston all the way down to number thirty, there's maybe seven points. That's a that's a that's really a narrow gap yeah. when you when you think about it. So I think when you combine all of those factors, because it's so wide open. Uh, Folks know that and they're going to take a chance and they're going to gravitate to a lot of underdogs. I mean, I, I got to tell you guys, we always talk about a lot of, a, a lot of times we talk about the, the, the 5-12 matchup. Yep. You're going to see 12s that are favored. We've seen them get bet to be the favorite. I mean, they're basically pick them games. But hey, how, how can the 12 seed be, be a favorite? Well, follow the money. I mean, it's real. So Gil Alexander shout out right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm promoting all the I'm promoting all the shows here at VSEN right now. Davini Mayulo hour will be, will will follow this
5: show, <laughs> at, uh,
7: <laughs> but well, you, can I can I ask you a
6: question yeah, about ahead. those power ratings? Yeah, if you don't mind, okay. could you give me from behind the book there at the South Point the top ten teams in your power ratings? I'll give
7: you mine. It's a, it's an important question you ask because mine may be different than Chris Andrews. That's great, and Jimmy Vaccaro. That's great. Because I'll tell you what, and I'll give them to you, uh, Patrick. I don't necessarily in 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 the exact order, but <laughs> I'll give them to you in my
3: order. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, but what's important,
7: I, I will say this. And Amal, uh, in 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 framing his question, uh, was beautiful about this. When the pairings come out on Selection Sunday, we individually make our numbers. The the last thing we want is for. Uh, Chris, Jimmy, Vinnie, we work with Rich Bachelary. Any, we don't want all the numbers to be exactly alike. There's a concern. Now, are they going to be close? Absolutely. But if we get through those first, you know, six games, and all three of us have the exact same number on every game, something's wrong. So it that's where you got to put your ego aside, and then and you know, and that's where you know we share that information. So for me. Uh, Houston, I have at the top. Then I've got Alabama, Tennessee. I've got Kansas, uh, and then UCLA. I've got uh, Baylor, Arizona, Purdue, uh, Connecticut, and Gonzaga. That's uh, those. I, my, I, I give you. The, uh, that's yeah. ten of them, right?
5: Yeah. I love that. He's he's got UConn at number nine there, uh, and I agree also with the way you've got it listed. Um, to me, I'm with you on Houston. I think Houston's the best team, and I'll tell you guys, I think the biggest advantage for the Cougs is this. They've got to get through that. They'll get through the first game, obviously, the second game as well. But if they win that Sweet 16, the Elite Eight game, they're going home. Yeah. And it's going to be a big advantage, in my opinion, opinion, Patrick, in terms of playing in front of that. Listen, I get University of Texas the flagship school in that state. Make no mistake about it. When you get down to what is it, NRG or Reliant or whatever it's called these days. Yeah,
7: NRG. yeah, Yeah. It's going to be
5: all Coug up.
7: It's 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 a great point you bring up, um, and I think a lot of folks are going to pay very close attention to that. Yeah. Oftentimes, over the years, we've seen where North Carolina plays those first few games yep. in Greensboro Coliseum. They don't, you know, they're, they're home games, right? <laughs> exactly. Which, by the way, you know, when you start looking at who's on the bubble, there are some blue bloods on the bubble this yeah. year, right? And and that's what's also going to, I think, make it intriguing and more interesting and increase the betting. But the other part of uh, of what you uh, pointed out about uh, about uh, the the only thing about them is. You have to watch how a game plays out, particularly with officiating if somebody gets in foul trouble, because they don't go very deep, as you know. So, one thing, but I do think this uh, that said, I do have them at the top of my power rating, and I think they're a a a
6: bunch of grown men. Yeah. Houston's, they're badasses. (laughs) And uh, our buddy Thomas Gable over at the Race and Sportsbook there at the Borgata, he has Houston uh, at number one on his power Mm -hmm. ratings as well. I, I know them all. You love UConn, but rightfully so, Houston's up at top of their power ratings. Well, no,
5: I, I've got Houston, Kansas, uh, Connecticut, uh, all to win the national title. I've got bets on those teams, uh, Tennessee as well. So, look, I still thought Houston throughout the course of the year, but Alabama, the best win of the season, winning at the Fertitta Center, down 15 in the second half. Vinny, you know this matters and is very important to us. So, thank you for stopping
6: by our first week here on Sharp Money. Now, go back to your field trip. I'm going back. You know, I'm
7: a man of the people, as you know, Mr. Maher. Great to be with you guys.
6: He's the Hall of Famer. Stop by the South Point and say hi. Take a selfie. When we come back, we're going to get into the big NFL news of the day, including, did you see what Joe Montana's jersey sold for? It's a crazy story. We're coming back.
0: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
6: Okay, three-point stance. NFL news coming up at first. UFC 285 this week. He- head over to Bet Rivers in the online sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Bet the big names on the UFC 285 card with Parlay Insurance. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. It's a whole new show. It's called Sharp Money, and we welcome you. We appreciate you being patient with us and joining us for our first week. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. We want to thank Vinny Maliulo and a special shout out to Jay Shaw, the father of Amal Shaw, who was
5: watching and loves Vinny. Is that fair, Amal? hundred percent. He said to me, he said, hey, tell Vinny. I said, hello.'" Oh, he goes, I love that guy. By the way, you mentioned it earlier, when my folks were out here a few years ago, uh, Vinny, uh, first class all the way, could not have been any nicer. And, you know, Oh, always offers you something. That you don't want to compromise. something. I've never taken no, he's, advantage he's of legiti- it. He should, he's just he's legitimately.
6: Nicest, uh, he should he's be the such ambassador such of this city. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that he was kind to your parents because he legitimately is that good of a dude. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. I, uh, we're going to get to the NFL stories, including a crazy story about Joe Montana in this Jersey. I don't know if you saw it, but quickly the network checking in. Samich has got to play in the NHL. Let me know what you think. He's on San Jose, $1.20. You're laying it with St. Louis in town.
5: Not a bad play at all. The one thing with the Sharks, at times they can't stop a beach ball. But other than that, when you look at the St. Louis team, it's just been in a tailspin. Uh, Dougie Armstrong unloading the franchise right now, kind of getting rid of the, uh, the leftovers from that Stanley Cup run. And I'll tell you one thing. Jordan Biddington had that great run in the postseason, but Jordan Biddington has not been the same since that game seven mm-hmm. against the Boston Bruins.
6: No, that's a great point. And we're fading these teams that are sellers at the trade deadline on the ice. Uh, A lot of teams, including Washington last night, who killed me. Now, again, it was a big plus price on Anaheim at place like 170. It goes to overtime in the Capitals, who are selling everybody a winner, 3-2 in overtime against my Ducks. Now... I want to get to this, uh, what's something that Dustin's calling three-point stance, the top three NFL stories of the day. Yeah. We've got sound from Steichen, the new Colts head coach, about what he's looking for, and a quarterback, also Fitterer, who's running the Carolina Panthers, what he's looking for, and a quarterback, and Dustin has a definitive take on his Giants and what they should do with Daniel Jones. But I wanted to run this by you. I don't know if you saw it, but Joe Montana is auctioning off essentially Everything he owns. Yeah. I don't know if he has money problems. I don't know what's going on with yeah. Joe, but he's getting rid of everything.
5: <laughs> what would you want to say? No, I don't think that's the case. A lot of times people I forgot which athlete it was. He goes, basically, my kids didn't want it. And he goes, you know, it was worth right. a lot of money. And you know, it's like, rather take the money. Well, he's streamlining.
6: I'm not a hoarder. I'm the type yeah. I literally minimalist at heart. So Same I here. like getting rid of stuff. Yeah. It actually It makes me feel good (laughs) to get rid of stuff. I don't know
5: about you, but that's where I'm at. I'm the worst. If you open, like, a can of Pringles at my house and you ate, like, three of them, I'm like, dude, you know, it's like 97 left. Please finish the can. I want to get rid of it. I I don't like stuff at all.
6: (laughs) I'm the same way. So this is crazy because – and there's a punchline to this. So Montana just got rid of a Super Bowl jersey for a record. $1.2 million at auction. The highest prior to that was a Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey, which sold for four hundred eighty thousand. So think about what I'm telling you. Prior to that, four hundred eighty k. Joe Montana, Joe Cool, just auctioned off his game worn jersey from the Super Bowl for one point two million. But here's the crazy part: he wore the same jersey in two Super Bowls <laughs> separated by four years. Now I, think about what I'm telling you here. He wore it. In 1984, when the 49ers beat the Dolphins, I actually remember that game, old guy. Uh, 38-19. 38-16. Oh, 16, right, right, And then four years later, he wore the same jersey. You're thinking to yourself, how? You know, you think about the jerseys now. They're so branded with the decals and Super Bowl and all the insignias. Well, how about this? His wife at the time, Jennifer, included the jersey in his bag as he went to work that day to go play in the super bowl and said maybe you want to wear it again you won the super bowl four years ago in this jersey he brought his own jersey joe montana <laughs> to the super
5: bowl and wore it after he had worn it in the super bowl four years this is one of the wildest stories i've heard well obviously he's got a smart wife and that's why they've been together so long but uh, you know great uh, you're to your point right you see the patch it'll say super Bowl. 50, 52, 54, whatever it is. So you're no longer going to see that, but that's really cool. And by the way, glad nobody else could steal the jersey from the locker room either.
6: (laughs) Well put. And it's an iconic, obviously, San Francisco 49ers. It's an iconic jersey. It's just very basic. But there's a side-by-side from four years separating the Super Bowls, and it's just crazy. So he wore the same jersey in two Super Bowls. He just auctioned it for $1.2 million. Okay, let's get back to three-point stance top three NFL stories of the day let's talk about these quarterbacks so uh, Colts GM Chris Ballard said the team has yet to decide on the future of quarterback Matt Ryan my assumption is all they've decided on Matt Ryan he's not going to be a part of the future but here is Colts head coach Shane Steichen he just got there and what he's looking for in a quarterback
7: obviously you got to be able to be able to throw it and cut it through the wind and all those things but again the accuracy is is one of the biggest things like I think when it's third and eight and you got to have it like you got to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver a strike with the guy coming down you know barreling down your chest Uh, I think that says a lot about a guy's toughness Um, I I look for that on tape Uh, obviously the vetting process of it but the physical traits obviously guys come in different shapes and sizes we've seen Hall of Famers that are six foot we've seen Hall of Famers that are six five like Again, it's that it factor, right? Because everyone's going to have some talent. You've got to find and dig deep.
6: So the Colts on the number four overall pick. They can get a quarterback. They're not going to go Sam Ellinger moving
5: forward here, Amal. Uh, probably a prudent move. Uh, you know, I'm actually surprised he's on a roster myself, but I think this team is going to come down to Bryce Younger, CJ Stroud for them. I love what he said. Accuracy to me, and I think most people would argue, agree, is the most important criteria for a quarterback. And then the other point he made, and this is where I think Tom Brady's worth has been throughout his career, and I don't think he's gotten enough credit for it, is to be able to stay in that pocket the extra half a second, take the shot to the ribs or to the chest, and to be able to deliver the football when it matters most. I think too many cars, uh, too many players kind of bail on that, and that's one of my knocks on Derek Carr. You were talking about how effective Derek Carr could be potentially, but I feel like when that pressure gets there, Derek Carr gets out of that building pretty quickly.
6: No, you're 100% right. What you're saying, I can't argue as far as Derek Carr. I said it has to be perfect. The protection has to be perfect, and you have to have a good run game. If all that comes together, I think Carr can win a championship, but you're probably like you said it has to be perfect i'm going to skip the fitter i'm going to skip carolina because big guy i want to bring you in daniel jones so dustin swedelson's a big giants fan. espn's diana Rossini suggests that the giants have a specific price point they are insistent upon now we've heard jones wants upwards of 45 million per this is a young quarterback uh, your team drafted where are you on extending Daniel Jones with the
8: Giants? I think the Giants have to go into this with the mindset of here's our number and we're not budging because there's a few things working in their favor. The first being is I don't know who else is giving him that money. Right. Like, I, I just don't, I don't see the team looking at him that sees that type of value. In fact, I'd say if you set the number at 30, you would even be going above market rate for him. Like he'd be getting way more from the Giants, and he probably is more valuable to the Giants than everyone else. But here's the thing. I love Daniel Jones, but I love Brian Dayball more. And look at a guy like Kyle Shanahan. What happens when you have an offensive mastermind as your head coach and you believe that they can coach anyone up and they have the background and experience that a guy like Dayball has who's worked with so many different styles of quarterback? You absolutely do not budge on the price. You don't let him crush your cap future, and you let Brian Dayball find a guy that he can coach up because we haven't seen Daniel Jones be this version of Daniel Jones until Dayball showed up. I, so I'm cool with moving on if the price is over $30 million.
5: I agree with him on everything except the price point. I would go as high as probably 33, 32. And I know you're saying what's the That's big okay. difference. Well, I, it just it gets into the cap. And I thought uh, Dustin made a great point, Patrick, which is this guy is not good enough to eat up a quarter of your cap. Right? Like, or not necessarily that much, but at least about a, a fifth or a sixth of it. It's got to be a Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow type of guy that absolutely eats up your cap that just elevates everybody around them. I think he had a good year. I think a lot of it's uh, you can attribute to Brian Dayball. But here's the question I would ask both of you Who do you go get as a replacement?
6: No, no, you get no, no. The, the answer is you have to sign Daniel Jones. Year two in Dayball's system will be lit. And by the way, remember, he gambled on himself. They didn't pick up that option. The Giants were his fifth year, so he's a free agent. The franchise tag, the number in 2023, Amal, all is over
5: 32 mil. Okay, Juju Smith Schuster with It's Going to Be Lit. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think he can elevate you enough in that NFC East with Philly? Jalen Hurts looking like a top five quarterback and player in this league. I just don't see him being able to get him to that point. But I think the problem is, and we run into this with every team that doesn't have one of those franchise guys, maybe seven or eight of those in the league. Who do you replace him with? He was coached by Joe Judge
6: before Dayball got there. He had no stability, no consistent system year one of Dayball's system. Yes, his numbers weren't eye popping, but he goes 10, eight one. They go to the postseason. Nobody had the giants in the postseason. He's only going to get better. He's mobile as all get out. He's a good character. Dude throws a good deep ball. I've got no problems with Daniel Jones. And you
5: asked the great question. Who the hell are they going to replace him with? I thought you made a great That's argument for him, but I, I'm with Dustin here. I think you got to limit where you're paying him. All right. Well, the tag is 32.42 mil.
6: Uh, that is the tag in 2023. When we come back, we're going to close out tabs and recap today's plays on smart money. Excuse me. I did it again. I, I see you shaking your head. It's sharp money. It's v the sports betting network.
0: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
4: basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession.
1: But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone
5: who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often.
8: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
6: Hey Brent, thank you. Bet Rivers, UFC 285 this week. He- head over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Bet the big names on the UFC 285 card with Parlay Insurance. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Sharp Money, whole new show. As I mentioned, he's Amal shot. the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, Kevin Trask. Engineering, everybody down over at the South Point uh, in the basement. We appreciate you. We're going to get to closing tabs. We're going to close out the show and close the tabs with the big guy. But let's get to the network's play. Again, the network, those friends of the show that we consider sharp. Of course, Chris Felica, the bear over at Fox Sports, is certainly sharp. And he's got a WTA play tonight. He did it for a mall. Naria Parizas Diaz, plus five and a half Got to lay a dollar thirty-five versus Caroline Garcia in Monterey tonight. If you wanted to add anything to Fleekus' play, he likes Nerea, Parizas, Diaz Amal plus five and
5: a half. Yeah, not a bad bet at all here going against Caroline Garcia. Uh, just the match could start a little bit later. That's the one challenge with tennis right now, or in general, is the matches go based on how the previous matches conclude in front of them. And so right now, I think they're just in the first match in Monterey, but this one will not go until 5 o'clock Pacific time, 7 o'clock uh, Central there in Monterey.
6: Professional handicapper Mike Simich will make his debut on Sharp Money tomorrow. He's got three plays for you today. Lehigh High laying three and a hook, Murray State laying one,
5: and the Sharks laying $1.20 them all. Yeah, I love the Sh- uh, Sharks play here. I think it's a good time to be going against the St. Louis Blues. Good opportunity, particularly on their home Uh, Home ice here in the Shark Tank. You're going to have Thomas Grice in net today against James Reimer. Good opportunity. Uh, And by the way, Reimer's been confirmed. Uh, Grice is expected. So that's currently where it sits. Uh, And you alluded to it. Sharks, the slight favorite now, minus at minus 120.
6: WCC, two plays for me, San Diego and Portland. Portland, all they do is... Like I mentioned, bomb threes and live at the free throw line. I'm going to go over the 156 and a half, 157s on
5: the board as well, but I'll take the 156 and a half and go over with San Diego and Portland. Like this play here. One thing with the Toreros, expect them to foul late if they're down. Uh, that's just been a staple of uh, Steve Lavin teams.
6: Okay. And I also have, it's a 60 minute line. So remember regulation, no overtime. This is more fading Nashville yeah. on the ice. I've got the Panthers laying a $1.25, dollar $1. thirty. Uh, no overtime, all.
5: Not a bad play, and I like your price at minus 130 for the regulation, and I think sometimes you have to run that risk instead of laying the additional 70 cents. If you do the math based on how many times you don't actually get beat by going to overtime, I think it's justified. Okay, I think you have two plays for us, and we'll get to closing tabs with the big guy. What do you got? Yeah, starting tonight in Champagne, I like the Illini. I took this one the overnight at 3.5, now up to 5.5. I would look at this one up to five. Potentially, if you don't get the five, I would wait for an in-game opportunity if it's at five and a half right now and hope Michigan maybe gets a bucket or two gets out early. But I think uh, Illinois wins this game here tonight at home. And then uh, Middle Tennessee, I'm sorry, excuse me, Charlotte taking on UTSA. Uh, I like this one under 133 and a half. Uh, Charlotte's one of the slower tempo teams, one of the slowest tempo teams in college basketball. I like this game to stay under 133 and a half.
6: Charlotte, UTSA under 133 and a half for Amal Shaw, who was sharp last night. So good stuff. No, no, no. Remember, I, I got
5: bageled last night. Oh, did you?
6: Yeah. Oh, that was Dustin that ba- yeah. that that was Dustin I, that bounced back last night. My bad.
5: Yeah, I had a good night the other night, but I'll tell you what, last night I lost two tough games. Kentucky on the three-team money line parlay with Alabama and uh, Kansas State. Uh, Kentucky has a two-point lead with a minute to go and gives up, uh, allows Vandy to score on two consecutive possessions and loses the game. They had a great look at a three at the end, came up short. And then Loyola Chicago was down the entire second half, as much as 14 against Rhode Island ties it with about seven, eight seconds remaining. And then they foul with three seconds. And of course uh, they knocked down both free throws and I come up short there.
6: All right. Let's close some tabs before we close out the show. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, what do you got?
8: Uh, a lot of Amal observations today. So the segment might be called Ooh. closed tabs. A is the kind of guy that
5: thinks he might have one pen at his house. Everything's done on a computer nowadays. One pen? I'm being a little bit facetious. Probably have 50 from the South Point alone. He's That's a minimalist. Fair. I, You know what? I still have South Point pens. I had not been in here
8: in, like, years. I still have South Point pens at my apartment. Close another tab. Uh, Patrick, big breaking news yep. on the show. You are a PayPal guy still. You're not a Venmo guy. Didn't realize you were an Elon Musk fan.
6: I, you're hating on me for sending you $100? <laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs>
8: Uh, continue. Uh, Amal asked about NBA MVPs. All of them that have retired look like on the list. They're in the Hall oh, of Fame. Okay, to yeah, me. that's a good call by you. Uh, help, Amal informed me during a break. He and I are the same in one respect. We both prefer room temperature water, which we learned that Amal has good blood circulation below the belt earlier in the <laughs> week. We now learned his bowel <laughs> movements are money because that is very beneficial okay, uh, for okay. your digestion. Uh, one run ball games, Amal's <laughs> going to bring the research on tomorrow's program about betting run lines. Just a little tidbit, it looks like 28% of baseball games end in one run games.
5: Yeah, so the other 72 don't. So, so, the, research that Amal, so the research that Amal was
6: going to do has been done by you? No, no, no because no, no, it's no, one no, and a half
8: on the run line.
6: Oh, run and Okay, you're going run line. Okay, okay. No, I, I, but, we'll we'll but, but see if he does. Go Sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, yeah,
5: by the way, you're correct. We're going to see if he does his homework or not. That's very fair. Um, <laughs> usually Thursday night's a good good night at the Bellagio in terms of poker, so it's kind of hard. But listen, the reason why I want to bring this point up is we're getting ready for baseball, but the teams, first of all, the American League generally has a little bit lower price than the plus price with a team like Toronto or the Yankees on the run line. The other thing is that uh, 28%, here's where it's deceptive. Let's say you've got a team that you bet that's laying the run and a half and they lose the game outright and they lose 4-3. So you're going to lose either way, but you paid less juice. So I think sometimes when you look at the run line itself, you got to really look into what side and everything like that. And I thought you made a great point, Patrick, earlier about taking the plus price when a team's catching a run and a half.
6: Yeah, I'll take the plus plus all day yeah. and twice on Sunday. Take the run and a half at plus money. You and I have discussed that in the past, Amal Shaw. Okay, let's close another tab. big guy. All right, I
8: got three more here. One, Amal Shaw is the kind of guy that small talks about the weather. That is so false. Said it to Vinny.
5: Stay warm out there. Can you believe the weather we're having? <laughs> no, because, no, because I've been complaining about it because I can't stand cold weather. And I'm not a small – actually, I get criticized for, like, you know, maybe you're up, big but, talking
8: about the weather than not small talking.
5: No, this was – it's just so frustrating that it's, like, 38 degrees every night still when we're in March. Guy hates talking does, about um, the weather. Does
6: get here's, here's a question I have for you because he can be awkward at times because it's – you know, he's the type of guy. Does Amal get awkward when guests come into studio and you've got to wait until the show starts up again with small talk?
8: He's so much more charming talking to the guests off the air than he is talking to you on the show.
5: <laughs> well, see, yeah. well, listen, when you've got people that you like that come into studio, I mean, you know, sandpaper can be a bit rough at times. All right. In like fair like I, hear- I said, Amal,
6: I'm on your team. I'm on your team. It I appears you and tell. Dustin are starting to hate each other. I just want you to know I like both of you individually a lot.
8: Okay, here's a positive note about Amal today. Amal Shah is the kind of guy who walks into the studio crew room downstairs, the the basement, and brings them McDonald's. Brought a big box of McDonald's for the crew today. That's the kind of guy Amal Shah is. Here, here's the thing about Amal. He wants to
6: pretend to be too cool for school and act like he's <laughs> kind of a, good a big guy. badass. And a, I'm not he's a a one badass. of the kindest most caring friend you're going to have. He just pretends and projects this toughness that
5: doesn't exist. I'm I'm not a tough guy. I just believe everybody should uh, treat everybody with respect. And I appreciate the compliment, Patrick and Dustin as well. But uh, just a general philosophy is treat everyone with a little bit of <laughs> kindness. And I think it would go a long way in life in general. Stop flipping everybody <laughs> off when they cut you off in traffic. Does it really matter if you beat someone to the red light? Th- th-
8: thank you, Schopenhauer, with more <laughs>
6: philosophy. And what is our, this, Dustin? Our, what our is final this?
8: chat, our final oh. tab to close. Yes, sir. mall brought it up. I'll let him take it away
5: <laughs> Uh-oh. it's a special day here on Sharp Money. Yeah, March 2nd, the one, uh, birthday for one Patrick Maher. I believe he's turning the big 4-5. So happy birthday, my friend, and I hope you have a great evening there in Southern California, and hope uh, whatever your plans are, they're very enjoyable. No, I'm a lucky, blessed dude. Uh, we get to do
6: this for a living. Yeah. I work with my friends. This is not work. We literally talk about sports. We do it for free. I've got family and friends that are all super healthy. So, yeah, I'm a lucky guy. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, fellas, for the uh, happy birthday wishes. Yes, 45 today. This is one thing I would say. You know how when you get a little bit older, you say to young people, you're like, time flies. Trust me. You're going to turn around one day, and you're going to be in your mid-40s. And kids are like, nah, that ain't happening. Trust me. It goes a hell of a lot quicker than you think. So enjoy every single moment of it. It's worth it. Anything else to close out here, big guy, before we say goodbye?
8: Uh, I like Iona laying nine and a half in the first half against Marist today. It was the only game up on the board late last night when I looked at my app and I started doing some research. Iona's really good in the first half and they smoked Marist at Marist earlier in the year. So
5: I bet it minus nine and a half. Nice. I, r- real quick point on Marist. I'm convinced if we take Kevin, Dustin, Patrick, and myself, and we add a fifth, we could stay within five of Marist at the end of the half. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas. It was a fun show.
6: And again, thank you very much to both of you. Uh, VSIN primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King. Remember, it's a new lineup, so I'll give it a shout. VSIN tonight with Matt Youmans and Wes Reynolds. And of course, you've got Amal's favorite, the Greg Peterson experience. coming. Keep your mouth shut. It's the Greg Peterson experience, uh, midnight to 3 a.m. Eastern time. We will close out the week if we can still do a show tomorrow on Sharp Money, and we'll see you then. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.